know Your ass better call somebody Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time. It's time. Ball Junk, episode 20. We made it out of the teens. I'm the gas man. This is Frankie Knuckles. Frank, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. I just had a, a nap that was more like a coma. Okay. And I think I woke up two minutes before you got here, and it was one of those naps where I, I was, where am I? What's wrong? I checked my phone. I had missed four messages, two calls. I felt like the world was ending and I, I slept through it. Jesus. So and, much has and happened. And now it's time for ball jump. That's right. And so much has happened since our last show. A lot has happened. The Super Bowl happened. The NBA All-Star Weekend happened. The Oscars happened. Yes, we were chatting it up during the Oscars. We were. It was a good time. I was live tweeting it. Some and then we were, we were in the, uh, the junk chat room. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. You, uh, you were really pulling for Hateful Eight. Oh, I, I'm just loving it. I'm building a Hateful Eight narrative. It's becoming better and better with every pre-watch. You had a big hate on for the big short? Oh, yeah. Big time. And Although uh, I think I like it more than Room. So, How do you feel about Spotlight? I like it. Best picture? Whatever. The best picture from 2015. Spotlight. I don't agree with it, but... Most well, I did think there was a chance Mad Max might that would have been amazing, up, but didn't happen. Whatever, what I think is the best, the Oscars usually don't. So, what do you I've think? I've come about- to live with that. The only thing that could have happened is if Big Short or Room won Best Picture or Director, I was done. I don't think Room was nominated for either, was it? Yeah, was Both. it? Both, yeah. Oh, Lenny Abramson was director and. Yeah, best picture too. So. That would have uh, that would have ended your night and ruined the whole thing for you. I just w- I was would have been done with Oscar. I think I, I say that every year, but I was looking for an excuse this time. What is that? That is... what's happening? Are you getting a phone call? Yeah, I was. Like on your computer? Yeah, it comes through the. Man, technology these days. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Actually. I own a flip phone. It's a nice little feature of uh, the Mac iPhone integration, which I I forgot to silence it. So that's all right. So yeah. the, the during the Oscars, the uh, the Mad Max Fury Road train, it was a moving. Oh yeah, I was loving it. That was great. And then it and then it got derailed. I do feel like, along with the Pixar thing, among others, they knew the winners. Probably like, in terms of. Seemed like they got all the Mad Max stuff out of the way at once. And well, I mean, it was it was. I mean, uh, just looking at it, it was pretty clear it was going to win. Yeah. All, although, ex uh, Machina. That's right. Yeah. That one won. That was a that was the probably the biggest shocker of the whole night. Mm-hmm. I almost picked it in the pool. Really? How did you do in the pool? I don't know. No. I try. I pick some wacky stuff. I don't want to win. Oh. It's a good way of looking at it. I just, and, I'm and just a good participating. And a good way to cover your own ass. Yeah. I didn't enter because I wanted someone else to win this year. I got tired of winning these things. Yeah. Well, Sean won, so way to go. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the worst <laughs> news ever. Could have been you. He's never going to let it go. I know. 
He he's loves winning. He's been bragging every day. That's <laughs> gross. First he brags about his children. Now the Oscar pool. Mm-hmm. What a guy. Well, I'm I'm sorry the pool didn't go didn't go your way. Oh, I'm glad it didn't. It's okay. Oh, oh, okay. What'd you think of Chris Rock? I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Were you upset that there were no awards for concussion? No, I, I wasn't. <laughs> I did like that they got a little Will Smith jab in there. Yeah, and he did the, the tell the truth. With the Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Oh, I missed it to tell the, oh, yeah. the tell the truth. Yeah, he was talking about concussion at one point, and he threw in a tell the truth. Oh, wow. You missed that? Yeah. Oh. Too many white Russians, I guess. I guess. Is that what you were drinking? Yeah. You were having Bailey's, I think? I coffee, yeah. Nice. It was good. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. So did you have, did that, were you guys all together in the same room? No. Oh, no. No, I was just at home by myself. That's unusual for, we used to always get together. Yeah, and, we didn't last year either. Oh, so no. It's kind of. Well, the chat room worked pretty much the oh, same. Oh, yeah, it's a party. It was no different. No chill, though. No. Where was he? He doesn't do the Oscars. No, he doesn't watch them anymore. No. He's, he's over it. Oh, he's always been over it. Yeah. I think. That's all right. He would have been I still ha- get a kick out of him. He would have been happy with uh, Morricone winning. I think so. I, I, re- I don't think he cares at all. No. No. That guy. He's got his own priorities. Yeah, well, he doesn't have TV either right now. So. Oh, I see. He, if we would have done a big thing, he would obviously... Would have shown up. Shown up, yeah, but... He would have brought some snacks. Sure. That's good. But it was just a, a low-key Oscars. That's all. It was all right. I watched it with my mom. Yeah. She like, well, no, she didn't get a lot of the jokes. It sounded like jokes. what you were saying. She was falling asleep a she, lot. She did fall asleep <laughs> a couple of times um, at, at funny moments. So it was always good. You know. Yeah. There was some boring stuff in that show. The music was terrible. Yep. It was really bad. I hated the scroll. I don't mind the thank you scroll so much, but the, the pop-up video facts about people. Yeah. Who that cares? That was weird. I think the the scroll should have been utilized for the people that weren't chosen to be a speaker. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when sometimes when those technical awards, like four guys get up because they did the, the sound effects editing, but usually only one gets to talk, and then the other three just kind of stand there. But then everybody kept jumping in and talking anyway. and Yeah, the whole thing about Oscars being too long, I don't think it matters. People watch it anyway. Why is yeah, it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, everybody that complains too, that says it's too long is watching it. And they say it every year. Oh, it's too long. But then they watch the Oscars the next year. Yeah. It's too long. <laughs> and then they keep watching the Oscars. And the pop of everyone has phones now or tablets. Yeah. They could be looking up stuff the whole Oscars. I don't know why they wouldn't, I don't know, have an app or something that is giving them information during. Rather than putting it on the screen, it's very... It was dumb. Very strange. Who gives a fuck? Did you see that uh, tweet? I think it was from a magazine, but I can't remember which one about uh, talking about Oprah. Oh, the, the Whoopi Oprah yeah. mix-up? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That was funny. And terrible. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> that that happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still trying to remember. Because Whoopi showed up a couple times, didn't she? Yes. So I don't know if it was the presentation part or maybe. I don't. Did uh, did Stern you like, was talking about that? Did you like all the comedy stuff that uh, Chris Rock did? Like for the, the most part, yeah. I mean, compared to uh, nothing, blew me away. But 
compared to other hosts and Oscars, I I very rarely laugh. So he must right. have been doing something right. I wasn't Not even when Billy Crystal does the song with all the best picture nominees. <laughs> no, but no. You don't get that? You don't like that? Not really, no. Man. I'm an old cynic. The king of comedy is not like to laugh. (laughs) But uh, I liked Louie quite a bit. He was probably my favorite part. Yeah, he was good. Sarah Silverman was also very good. I think he he helped write some of Chris Rock's stuff. Probably. Was a sounding board for some of that. So, uh, yeah, it was good. One of the better ones, I'd say. I had heard that uh, Chris Rock had uh, been practicing uh, his stuff on uh, doing some Surprise stand-up gigs. Yes. He worked through it. Yep. It's all right. I I enjoyed the show. It was fine. Not enough dogs. Are there ever dogs? Just the one from the artist. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You got got minions, though. Yeah. And Toy Story. Fuck the minions, man. And droids. I'm so over the minions. Yeah? Oh, God. They're the worst. They're not funny. Wow, there is a a huge minion backlash. Uh, I started it with some tweets <laughs> about the minions during the Oscars. How I missed those. Really? Yeah. Oh, I just said that they were just uh, pieces of corn with eyes and overalls. And fuck the tw- fuck the minions. Get them out of there. Well, you got look. You got issues with the minions, yeah. man. They're your own. I'm cool with the minions. They don't bother me. I know it seems like something that I would hate and want to put an end to, but they don't. Although I've never seen... I've seen one Despicable Me movie. That's it. Haven't seen the Minions. Just don't care. Fuck them. I wish no one cared about them. So what about the Pixar stuff you were talking about? What do you mean the Pixar? Like, did- well, I thought these results were supposed to be under lock and key. Right. So they had to animate them saying the winners did. They animate every winner, a possible winner. Probably. How did they? But when do you make that transition? That's what the the producer is for. Bu- no, it's bullshit. They knew. They knew they were winning. I think so. I eh? I still want to see the animated clips for the other four possible winners. Well, they probably uh, weren't going to do that. They should have provided them right away. Think so? Yeah. Should they should they have shown the animated characters sitting in the audience? When their movie was, uh, no. you know, no, because you know they always cut to yeah, the people, yeah. right? Never thought of that before. They should do that. God, no, no. <laughs> and what did you think of the droids part? I don't even understand what they were there for. Well, there was a. They had a good joke about John Williams, didn't they? Was what were they doing there? They weren't there to present anything. Yeah, I honestly I don't know. I kind okay. of avoided the whole thing. It was also. Uh, Jacob Tremblay could be like, oh, droids. They just cut to him every time. He loves Star Wars. Yeah. He had Millennium Falcon cufflinks. Oh, did he? You're sick of the droids. I'm sick of that kid. <laughs> Enough already. The worst, I think, the worst part of the uh, the whole Oscar show was with uh, the, uh, well, I think it was the kid from Room when he presented. Oh, yeah. And he was so far away from the mic because he's stupid. Oh, come on. Now now you're going too far. He's just a poor little kid. So he likes Star Wars. Yeah, whatever. He's a kind of a loop. I I mean, come on. He's just a poor, innocent child that happens to have an unhealthy 
fixation on Star Wars, right. but we don't like have to murder them. Okay. All right. <laughs> you do hate children, though. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so I just got back from Jamaica. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, this was a surprise to me. Was it? Yeah, I didn't know you were... Was it a planned trip or kind yeah. of a spur of the moment? No, it was, it was planned. Yeah? To Montego Bay. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Yeah? A lot of the other people at the resort were not too pleased about it. Really? Yeah, it, just, it was cloudy most days. There wasn't a lot of sunshine, but I don't care. I don't, think, I don't really um, go places to get a tan. I'm not really a tan guy, hmm. you know, nor do I tan. I just kind of burn, and no one likes that. I, I do like it to be nice weather for the pool. Well, it was warm. Oh, okay. I just sit in the pool all day. Yeah. I don't leave the pool. What about the ocean? Don't don't really do the ocean. No, just One, the pool. The people, a, I guess, I, the people what? It's, you know, just like filth in the pool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't leave. All right, yeah, but there's like children in there. It's gross. At least in the ocean, when the you know it's it's vast, and then you know whatever gross. People get in there. It's, it's yeah. I, I go in the ocean a bit. It's the sand. I oh okay. You have issues with sand. Well, I, I don't hate it. I it just brushes off you. Once I just it dries. like the pool. You hit, there's a bar in the pool. Right. There's no bar in the ocean. Well, depends where you sit. There's bars in oceans where you go. Well, no. I mean, if you're sitting, in the ocean, in the where you sit on the beach, you just sit near the bar. And oh, you get okay. up and walk to the bar. So like, you're not. You're by the ocean, not yes. in the ocean. Well, you know, you go for a, a quick a dip, dip every now and then. Fucking dip. Yeah, but, uh, I can't stay in the pool that long. All that chlorine, that's terrible for you. Oh, you get some water polo, basketball. You just mix up the activities all day. You play the whole day in the pool. I disagree with that. Hey. But uh, I just, yeah, I, I, uh, I overindulged in every possible way while I was there. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Was did you have a go to meal at the resort? No, because it was uh, like the buffet. Yeah, and you could just you know they always had some really good uh, uh, Caribbean uh, or mostly Jamaican cuisine, and but they still had you know the North American stuff for the people who don't want to try new things. But yes. uh, I tried all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, you know what is weird about Jamaican food, and this is what I discovered, is that in a lot of recipes. They use bananas in place of potatoes. So like that of, is blasphemy. It was weird. Like like they had like banana salad, but like with onions and mayonnaise and uh, like a potato salad, but it was bananas. But they they cook the bananas so there's no like there's no sweet flavor left in them. So they're just kind of starchy. Like, like a potato. potato. Yeah. I don't know if they're just, I don't know. It was, it was strange, you know, and they had boiled bananas instead of boiled potatoes. That's cuckoo bananas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm was, out. It, I'm it, out. Thank you for warning me. I'll never go to Jamaica. But you know, and, I, and some of it was really good. Some of it was just, you know, like some of the banana dishes were kind of bland. And so, you know, I, I didn't have too much of that, but uh, jerk chicken, I was all over that. A lot of spicy stuff and yeah it was it was really good a lot of fish yeah had a lot of seafood no sicknesses no no nope 
Good to go. Nothing like that. But, uh, well, I did drink a lot. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I drank, like, anything. And whatever was on the menu, I tried at least one of everything on the drink menus. That's always crucial. I was drinking Blue Hawaiians. I was drinking, I had a lot of White Russians. Yeah? I was drinking mudslides and pina coladas and daiquiris. And I was drinking, uh, uh, they had all kinds of different, uh, like, Jamaican lemonade and Jamaican punch. Just, like, stuff with lots of rum in it and different types of alcohol. But my favorite drink was uh, a Moscow Mule. Mm-hmm. Which was vodka. vodka. I was going to guess vodka and mule. Ginger beer and lime. That's good. It was a great drink. Because I was I was literally just going to say my biggest, not problem, because I'll drink anything when I go on vacation is they don't have ginger ale, really, at a lot of the resorts. Oh, yeah, they had ginger ale. So too. it's yeah. tough to get a rye and ginger. Sure. And it's tough to get rye. No, they had that's that there. Okay, they, had, so. uh, they had Canadian whiskey oh, there. Beautiful. And, uh, but the ginger beer is good with. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah. The only thing that they didn't have was, uh, I mean, they had tomato juice, but they didn't have clamato juice, so you couldn't get Caesars, which I enjoy. But I had, you know, I was drinking Bloody Marys and just, you know, getting them extra, extra spicy. I kept asking for them to make them Jamaican spicy, and they just kind of laughed and didn't really do what I wanted them to. I guess they thought that I just couldn't handle it. But uh, yeah, the Moscow Mule, and the reason I discovered that drink, uh, I read Jalen Rose's book while I was there. Really? Yes. And uh, and Bill Simmons wrote the foreword, and uh, that's the drink that uh, that's Bill Simmons' favorite drink. Really? And he ordered it in New Orleans once when they were together, and he knew that Jalen would want it, and then that became Jalen's favorite drink. So I was like, wow. So I went to the bar and I said, can you make a Moscow Mule? And the guy was like, yes, I can. I had never heard of that before. Yeah. I want one. It was delicious. I had uh, a lot of those. It's good. Jalen's book is also very good, by yeah? the way. Yes. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I read, actually, I mean, oddly enough, I also read David Spade's book. Oh, which I, the only book I read all year. <laughs> <laughs> and by read, I mean listen to the audiobook version. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he read it? Yes. Oh, okay. But uh, you, you, I got the sound of his voice while I was reading. It yes, too. absolutely. Um, I've heard, I would say, 50% of the stories in that book before. I'd heard jokes. almost all of it other than his uh, his uh, stepfather was the, the new stuff to me. No, this, the stuff that was new to me was his assistant, oh, Skippy. Skippy? You, yeah. Oh, Skippy? I, I had no idea about any of that oh, stuff. I knew about Skippy. That was bonkers. I am Skippy. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. <laughs> You do fit that description, and you do love David Spade. There you go. You tried I've to been, murder him. I've been relocated. Could you imagine if he had succeeded and murdered David Spade and then killed himself? It would suck. That would be huge news. But I didn't. Well, thankfully, he uh, got away. Although he did write in the book that he had accepted his fate. Yeah. And were, and were you aware that his uh, sister-in-law was Kate Spade? Uh, I discovered that in the book. Yeah. Yes. Lots of interesting spade tidbits. Yeah. That's a lot of money they've made on handbags. Oh, yeah. And a whole bunch of other stuff. Spade family. Can't stop them. <laughs> <laughs> I also, uh, while I was there, I read uh, 
Daniel Bryan's book. Mm-hmm. Do you know who he is? Wrestler who just wrestler. retired. Yes, he just retired. Who is in the Jake the Snake doc briefly? That oh, we'll that's right. Yes. yes, at the Hall of Fame. That's right. Acceptance speech. And uh, and I read Martin Short's book. So I read four books. Martin in, Short in a week. has a book. Yeah, it's excellent. That I need to read. Yeah, I was talking also on Film Junk that there was a new. Well, it's an old Jiminy Glick special on Netflix that got added. And I watched. It oh recently, right, and right, I right! Was dying. Yes. Yeah, the, the it's it's a really good book. And then like after every few chapters, um, he explains how he create created one of his most one of his more famous characters. He hmm. talked about Ed Grimley and Jiminy Glick and uh, and a, a few other ones. And uh, and then he kind of tells a story in that character's voice, and it's hilarious. The one thing that I never put together before which blew my mind is um, um, when he was on SCTV, he was in a, a, a very, very funny sketch called Half Wits. Love Half Wits. I, I almost, just looking at a mental image of Martin Short. In Half Wits, it's right? It's making me almost right. lose So it. you can picture him. Yes. He brought that character to Saturday Night Live and that's the character that's in the synchronized swimming sketch. Yes, it makes sense. No? Same name. And I didn't know it was the same name. Yes, that that, that makes sense. Dan. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I was like, oh my God, like two of my favorite sketches that he's in <laughs> were the same character and I never put it together. Oh, Half Wits is very good. Oh, yes. But uh, yeah, excellent book. I enjoyed it. He name drops all kinds of things in Hamilton and he talks about uh, uh, Southampton, Ontario and... Nice. Yeah. I, I will good. have to look into that. Yeah. No, it's a good book. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, so what else? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I'll, the other part of uh, Jamaica, which I really enjoyed, uh, was I went ziplining. Yeah? Yeah. That was crazy. Have you ever been ziplining before? No. no. They took this uh, Jeep. I guess it was a Jeep. It was like, I don't know what kind of vehicle this was, but... Uh, uh, it's what took all the people up this huge mountain, but there were no roads on this mountain, nor were there any fences to keep you from falling off the side of the mountain because you were basically just driving on rocks. It wasn't a gravel road, just rocks. And this thing was chugging and the engine was smoking because it was so steep and it was carrying all these people. And, uh, actually like while it was chugging up one of the, uh, the guides, one of these Jamaican guys um, was clearly a fan of The Simpsons. Do you watch The Simpsons? Mm-hmm. Well, and he was at the back of this bus and he yelled out, put it in H. I don't know if you remember that from The Simpsons. No. That made me laugh. Anyway, <laughs> so we get to the top of this uh, mountain and you get, there's like 10 zip lines down the mountain and uh, just these incredible views. Of uh, the ocean and the beaches, and and you're going over top of these trees, and it's you don't really know how high up you are because you can't see the ground because of the trees. Um, but uh, it was awesome, and then there was uh, two other ones where you basically stepped off a platform and fell sixty feet, and they slowed you down right before you got to the bottom, hmm. and they it was like repelling. Interesting. And so yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And then the other excursion we did was uh, we went to the small village where Bob Marley was born. And, uh, you know, the uh, the shack 
that he and his mom lived in was still there and they had this whole tour and uh, it's where he's buried. So you get to visit the, his mausoleum and where his mom is buried and all that. And that was really cool too. I enjoy Bob Marley. I like his music. And is there a way to fire up a cannon at this place or what? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have like, it's funny you bring that up. I didn't even think for some reason I didn't put that together when you said you're going to Jamaica. Yeah. But that is so like uh, we get there and the bus stops before it enters this uh basically this gated area where the whole Bob Marley tour takes place in this small village and uh the the tour guide says, you know, if anybody wants to uh purchase anything before we go in, you're allowed to smoke it when you go in. Uh so down the sidewalk comes this like stereotype Rastafarian guy. And uh, he's walking, he's got a briefcase, and there's two guys behind him carrying a fold-up table. And they stop on the sidewalk outside, and they fold up the table, and he puts the thing down. And he opens, his, and he starts emptying out. And you could buy, like, whole bricks of weed. <laughs> and the joints that he had were, like, twice the thickness uh, and the same length as a cigar. Like, just massive, okay. right? <laughs> And uh, you could also buy tea uh, or cake. Okay. Which, um, now the cake, I just assumed it was, you know, like brownies, right? With stuff in it. But no, it was just a cake <laughs> made out of weed. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying it was just cake. No, no. Like, oh, here, have some cake. No, so. and it was like this huge slice of pot cake but there weren't like there were it did not look like there were any other ingredients and and like uh so just complete ingestion yeah it was uh it was crazy and like and like there's this one girl um who's on the bus and uh and you know she was just bragging about uh you know that she smokes weed all the time (laughs) and that she can handle all this stuff and she was really petite and she was dressed and looked like um the dragon lady from Game of Thrones. Okay. Just wearing a bunch of like flowing robes and had like the platinum blonde hair. Khaleesi. Oh, I, I was, for some reason, I was picturing Melisandre. No, no. <laughs> the fire. Khaleesi. <laughs> okay. Tra- right? Dragons, not fire. Got right. it. Right. So, <laughs> and, uh, and her and her, uh, her boyfriend are buying all this stuff and, and like they get, they get back on the bus and then we're going into the thing now and they're just eating this cake and drinking this tea and in the i'd say seven or eight minutes from the bus <laughs> to getting inside that she was <laughs> passed right the f out hilarious but uh yeah no it was a really good time you got to see like the whole jamaican countryside like away from all the tourist areas and stuff and just marijuana plants just growing on the side of the road just everywhere it was <laughs> very interesting and we got to see the high school where Usain Bolt went. Cool. Which sports, ties us back sports into sports. Usain Bolt's high school. Yeah. It now was purple. Talking. Purple. His high school. <laughs> purple. Like painted purple. <laughs> it was strange. And, you know, that was just actually a lot of the buildings there were painted in like bright primary colors all yeah. throughout Jamaica. And it was the same thing when I was in Colombia. A lot of the buildings painted in primary colors. I don't know if that's common or maybe they just get deals on paint of that 
weird. Yeah. Lots of yellows, lots of pinks, lots of blues and greens. Purple high school. What was that ping when I said purple? <laughs> it was a text message. Oh. It was like an exclamation point on the word purple. Yeah, and it's weird because I had previously gotten a call and put my thing on silent. Right. And the listeners aren't aware that the file corrupted and right. stopped and restarted. Yes. And to test again, I put this volume back on. Oh, I see. So now it came back on. And I, and now these, you... these are the secrets that happened during a ball junk recording. Okay. Just pulling the curtain back. You said ball junk very strangely. It sounded like <laughs> Belgian. Yeah? Yeah. Bulging. Bulging <laughs> recording. <laughs> so the Super Bowl happened. It sure did. Yeah. It was uh, boring as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the most it really was. Super it... Bowls ever. I wanted to bet on Denver. I tried to convince my betting. A bunch of us put in, I don't know, 150, 200 bucks each and do some big bets and... I was like, Denver. I'm feeling Denver. They, everyone else wanted to pick Carolina. I don't care. Whatever. The, at least this way, when we lose, I can forever remind them I wanted to pick Denver. Right. And hold it over them forever. But it was fun. And I guess Carolina technically had a chance throughout most of the game. It was just incredibly boring. I, I guess impressive defense, but... <clears throat> Doesn't make for uh, the most entertaining evening. No. Yeah, I. I, I uh, it was just I, a downer. Yeah. I I, rem- I remember very little. I remember not caring through most of it. Halftime stunk. Um, oh, you didn't like the halftime show? No, no, I didn't. I didn't mind it. It was fine. It I was, was kinda, actually, It was better than the game. I, I was kind of checked out. Uh, food was good. Oh, your Super Bowl party. Yeah. See. Um, I had to be at the airport at 3 a.m. after the Super Bowl. So, and I stayed up to watch that shit. And then I got like two hours sleep. And then went on hmm. vacation. But, uh, so that was probably why I was bummed out. Speak, but by the way, though, if you ever do an all-inclusive, book it through Air Transat. Really? I've, I've Outstanding. had nothing but bad experiences with Air Transat. It was Fantastic. The yeah. whole the whole thing. Um setting us up on the excursions off the resort. Um I selected the options plus package, which was fifty bucks. With that fifty bucks, we got to uh pick our seats, board the plane first, two free alcoholic beverages coming and going. Got uh, a neck pillow, a blanket, a sleep mask. Free earbud, uh, earbuds for the free, movie. Free earbud? Yeah, free earbuds <laughs> for the movie. Uh, got an extra 10 kilograms for the baggage. 10 kilograms at the Marley yeah. uh, experience. Yeah, and uh, and the, the baggage had a priority tag, and it came off the plane first. That's pretty good. Yeah, for 50 bucks. Well, that does the two free alcoholic beverages blew me away, especially coming back. I was surprised that they did it coming back too. The Airbud thing reminded me briefly while we're talking NFL as well. Did you listen to the Anthony Jeselnik podcast on the NFL Network? No. Well, I, I recommend okay to listeners to check that out. 
it was like a very short run and they pretty much decided they'll never do it again because Anthony Jeselnik, as you might expect, was taking shots at the NFL of course. the whole time while they're on an NFL podcast and it was hilarious and I loved it and I highly recommend it. The movies on the flight, on the way there, The Intern. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen it. On the way back, the third night at the museum. <laughs> Been meaning to check that out. Yeah. And uh, and the, they kept the TVs on after, and so they after the movies were over because they still had some time, and they showed uh, episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine and Modern Family, yeah. and then what almost made me force them to turn the plane around. They started showing just for laughs gags. Oh, I you know what? Now that I think about it, my Cuba trip was Air Transat and. The same thing happened. It actually was pretty good air transat for that trip. I, I have nothing to complain about. There you go. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So Super Bowl. Uh, not that great. You know, lots of, I mean, did you enjoy the commercials? No, I, I no. don't. I try to avoid the commercials. Avoid the, avoid the commercials. Uh, best highlights for me were probably post-game Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, kissing Papa John and that was weird. talking about beer and Budweiser all yep. the time. That was weird and fun. You like beer? Yeah. Do you like Papa John's? Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. That's pretty good. Uh, not so much that I liked what he was doing. It was just funny and weird and interesting. And was there anything else? Like I even I think of the last Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Seahawks, and I think of all the amazing plays that happened. Right. And nothing like that comes no. to mind in well, this game. Well, Von Miller was pretty good. Yeah, other than the first it was pretty key uh, fumble touchdown, maybe, yeah. or... What a dud. Every time I see Peyton Manning, all I think of is chicken parm, you taste so good. Mm-hmm. You think he's coming back? I don't know. Probably not. I don't think so. I mean, really, why would he want to? You know? I think it would be crazy if he did. Actually, no. To tell you the truth, the very best part of the whole Super Bowl was towards the end when they guaranteed that they were winning. They showed the box with the Manning family and Eli's oh, face. Yeah, that was good. He was not happy that his brother was winning. Yeah, I loved all the backtracking with that. And yeah, no, that's he. Eli's so nervous. E- that, Eli is great. I love Eli Manning. <laughs> he's the worst. Oh, he's fantastic. <laughs> he's got two Super Bowls, and he really did nothing to earn either one. Kind of. Well, Peyton Manning, one of those. Yeah, he only hurt his team. So yeah. He was not very good in the, these playoffs at all. Yeah, interesting how the whole HGH scandal evaporated. And yep. when you think of what Deflategate was, yeah, it's kind of crazy. They just wanted to get the Pats, man. I'm already on an X season. The Ryan brothers together in Buffalo. No Mario Williams. Get that guy out of here. We don't Sick need him. Sick of that him. guy. They're going to be in a bit of shambles, I think. <laughs> no. No. Tyrod Taylor is amazing. Okay. He was a all a all pro, you see. Mm. Right. He made the Pro Bowl. Oh yeah, that that means a lot. Tannehill's well, made the Pro Bowl before. Well, there's lots of quarterbacks in the NFL. They can't all make it. Yeah. And because all the other ones turn it down. No. That's not what happens. That's pretty much what happens. One did. Anyway. I uh I'm happy for that. I, I do like Tyrod. Okay. Anyway. He's not that good. He's gonna he's gonna blow people away next season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. 
Uh, yeah. And uh, what else? The Bills Delsta did something actually really cool. They uh, hired um, the female coach. Did yeah. we talk about that last time? I thought we, we talked about that last time. Maybe we time. did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Good and job, then, Bills. There was one other thing. About the Bills? Yeah. Probably not. No. Whatever. They're not good. I'm sure. Buffalo Bills. I agree. Um, so what else you got to say about the Super Bowl? Anything? No, I lost every bet we made. Excellent. But I won two quarters in the squares pool, so I broke even completely okay. for the day. You won cash in the quor- in the squares game? Yeah. Exactly the amount I bet. So oh. complete break even for the day. And uh, yeah, I, it just, I think it will go down. De- it was Super Bowl 50. Mm-hmm. And I think they may have earned some bad karma with the football gods by not calling it Super Bowl L, which is what it should have been called. L stands for loser. Well, either way, that was what the Super Bowl should have been called. Yeah. You don't shit on Roman numerals. People would have thought it was Super Bowl. Whatever it is, you've come up with something. That, that to me, is one of the biggest missteps of in sports history. Yeah. And see, that's, you know, and uh, the same thing happened in wrestling. Yeah. With WrestleMania. They, they did WrestleMania all the way up to 30. And then they did not call it WrestleMania 31. Now it's, I think they're calling WrestleMania 32 again. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They just, I, they just called it WrestleMania because it was the 30th anniversary. I don't like that. You yeah. stick with your. Yeah, I agree with that you. That was one of the things that made the Super Bowl cool. They kept Roman numerals relevant. And you love Roman numerals and uniformity. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but so while I was in uh, Jamaica, NBA All-Star Weekend happened. Yes, which I had mentioned on a previous episode, I would try and get tickets, which I did try. And did you succeed? I could have succeeded. I chose not to succeed because uh, it was the Sprite Zone or Nosebleed right. seats in Toronto for 375 Amer- Each. American was the cheapest they got. For nosebleeds. This was on like a StubHub type yeah. thing? Oh, okay. And that's pre-service fees on StubHub. So Did you try SeatGeek? Yeah, I tried. I try them all. Think we can get SeatGeek as a sponsor? <laughs> I'm sure everyone else does. I, I, we'll get, I'm uh, sure we'll get there's SeatGeek. A, we'll a get a commission-based aspect of that. So. We'll get LegalZoom. We'll me, get... Uh, MeUndies. MeUndies. <laughs> um, uh, what's the snacks one? The, oh, uh, Blue Apron. Nature box. Nature box. Yeah, we'll get that. <laughs> uh, what about the beds? How do I forget the beds? Why can't? It's funny. I listen to this bed ad. Dollar Shave Club. Literally every day, and I don't even know the name of the bed. That's a bad sign. Yeah. I don't know what what podcast is that on. Uh, Mike Rappaport. Oh. I believe it's on Bill Simmons as well. Oh. I don't know. Casper Ma- Casper mattress. Could Does that be. sound right? That doesn't sound familiar at all. Mm. Podcast ads are yeah. so frustrating. BarkBox, too. Bark I, I, I got BarkBox because I heard it about it on a podcast. Is that a treat box for dogs? Yes. Mm. It comes with uh, healthy treats and toys. It comes every month. Hmm. Great customer service from BarkBox, too. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Man, we got we to line up all these sponsors. I think you can get any of them you want. It's, yeah. it's just a matter of... 
purely commission based. I'm pretty sure. So, so NBA All Star Weekend. I actually got to watch a lot of it because uh, we were up at seven in the morning every day mm-hmm. and uh, drinking very early. And then usually by seven thirty eight o'clock, it was back to the room. Mm-hmm. So I actually got to uh, and uh, watch quite a bit of uh, and it the was festivities now. I would not have paid, which would have been essentially $600 to sit at the top to watch right. this. But part of me does regret it because it was one of the best All-Star Weekends ever. I uh, I actually got to watch the Celebrity Game. Oh, yeah? Oh, yes. I did not watch that. Um, Saw the highlights. Impressed by... Uh, Win? Hmm? Win? The lead, the lead yeah. singer of uh, Arcade Fire. Yeah, man. And uh, Milos, who's able to dunk. The first ever dunk in celebrity uh, all-star game Was history. It? Yes. Wow. Milos Raonic. 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 Uh, I, I, the dunk contest, I'm sure everyone was uh, a fan of that. One of the best yeah, ever. And that was, it was very good. Gordon, um, Gordon was absolutely robbed. He was robbed. Okay. This is the thing that drives me the craziest about the dunk contest. The f- free throw line dunk. Yeah. That is never behind the free throw line. They always take a step over it. Yeah. And they're never criticized. It no. never comes up as, I don't understand. He did three free throw line dunks, none of which were from the free throw line. No. I admit it, good dunks. Sure. A little repetitive. Yeah. And I'll give, they were both a little repetitive, but to be fair, they went into like triple overtime with dunks. So. Yeah, but they Gordon's did, dunks were way so better. So much better. They were so good. That was very impressive. And uh, I enjoyed the three-point competition. Mm-hmm. That was good. And uh, and the other one, the uh, the, uh, skills com- the skills thing. I liked how they did the, the big guys versus Me the too. little guys. And uh, the celebration of the big guys was, was amazing when yeah, they won. It was very good. I uh, It was probably the best NBA Saturday, All-Star Saturday night of... Uh, I guess all time. Huh? And what did you think of the game, the All Star game? Uh, it was pretty good. I mean, the, the, those games the, are almost always very similar. The same three guys drove, four guys drove me absolutely crazy the entire time. The commentators? No, 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 no. no. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Three, three, three. Yeah. Dribble up the court. Three, three. Get real. I cannot. I'll tell you what I did love. Kobe? No. He was great. No. <laughs> he was great. He was terrible. He was awesome. Uh, he. It's okay. Before we get to there, All right. Chris Paul and Anthony Davis together is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Chris Paul, come back to New Orleans. Uh-huh. That they had like every play in a row. It's just the best dunks. Right. Teamwork. That was sure. a be- a thing of beauty. All right. Anthony Davis had 12 points in s- six minutes mm-hmm. and pop wouldn't put him back in the game. Right. This bias of pop has to stop. You think he's biased? Oh, he was trying to keep Anthony Davis down. He's in the same division of him. You think I want to build this guy's ego? He's thinking about the season while he's coaching that thing, but he kept putting Kobe in. Yeah, because Kobe's gone now. What's who cares? But he's the, not the in the same. No, same. they're not in the same division. Oh, division. <laughs> Yeah, but there's a lot of space between. And he's still bitter <laughs> that the Pelicans relegated them to seventh place in the playoffs last year. 
in the last game of the season, essentially ruining their playoff chances. Maybe. No, he's bitter. Okay, man? I don't think so. And don't take it out on AD. He's a prince among men. You still love Pop. I do. I wish he he was my my team's coach. But uh, three-pointers got to stop. I would have been fine with Steph Curry shooting them just because he's insane. Yeah. And there's an entertaining aspect to that, but... Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook and his uh, his alpha oh, mentality yeah. just drives me crazy. That's Kobe. I don't know why you, that drives you crazy, but Kobe doesn't. Because they're the same to me. They're exactly. Well, I mean, it's 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 hard to uh, you, you see things differently from uh, you know the teams and players you like and the teams you cheer for. I guess that's true. But back to Kobe, he was awesome. He hit. His fake smile, <laughs> like he—it's—it's it's genuine. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, he hated that he sucked at the All Star game. He, wa- I think he went into that night. It was in Toronto. I think part of him thought he was going to score eighty-one in the All Star game. I disagree. He dished the ball all the I time. I did, and you know what? I actually—he he was good in the All Star game. I thought he played. I had no problems with Kobe in the All Star game. No, yeah, he, not he, a bad thing. Not a bad thing to say. He was uh, magnanimous. He he uh, passed the ball a lot. Made it interesting, yeah. at least. I have some of the fawning over him from the commentators and other people. I could have done without that. But, uh, yeah, he he was good. I had no complaints about Kobe. His introduction in the starting lineup was fantastic. They saved him till the end. I don't think I watched that. No, it was good. The the really the only thing that I really disliked about it and was because and, uh, was the national anthem by Nelly Furtado. Didn't it was watch it. awful. I skipped all that garbage. Terrible. Well, I was watching it live, so I guess yeah. Just awful. Really, really bad. Oh, I watched it live too. I just didn't watch any of the right. I didn't really have anywhere to go. Yeah, you know, just a <laughs> couple of. Uh, Moscow mules. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, we'd, uh, go to the bar and take a bunch of alcohol back to the room. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, I was getting, uh, triple shots of, uh, rum cream, which was like Bailey's. And then I was making coffee while I was in the room and that was great. I'm trying to th- all-star game. Was there anything else? Oh, the, another thing from Saturday night, Kevin Hart versus, uh, why can't I think of Green's first name right now? But Draymond? Yeah, Draymond. Right. They had like a quick one-off three-point shootout. Oh, yes. And yes. tied. Yeah. That's... Kevin Hart's a good player. He was He's pretty got good. got skills. Everyone... Uh, that was, I like the Chris Rock jokes about Kevin Hart at the, yes. Oscars, the Oscars as well. But uh, yeah, it was a it was very good All-Star weekend. Uh, I didn't like... KD and Westbrook playing tough D on uh, Paul George at the end. Right. Had a chance to break the record. Right. No one did. You had the chance to break the record, Westbrook, the year before. Or, and nobody tried to stop you from getting it. Or, I don't like those guys one bit. Yeah. They're, they're, they're annoying. I, stopped, I, I was like, last night it was Clippers versus OKC. I'm like, oh, that could be a good game. So I was keeping my eye on it, and then it was they were up by twenty five or something, twenty two. I'm like fuck it, I'm going to bed. Clippers came back, and yeah. I would have loved that. 
Yeah. I got to watch that shit. Did you watch that Golden State OKC game? No, and I'm mad. It was awesome. I've watched the highlights four or five times. It was, it was, it was, it was honestly just nuts. Yeah, you know, I, the fact that, you know, they fouled that, fouled them right at the end of the game. And then, and, you know, OKC, like the crowd went crazy thinking they had won. And then you get two foul shots and uh, makes them both. Yeah. Clutch. Iguodala usually yeah. misses free throws all the time. So uh, that, that way the game was. Yeah. And then they get into, into OT. And then it's like, it's like, how do you not guard Steph when he's 35 feet, 35 feet away from the net? You have to always guard that guy. Yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy. His, and then, the way he, I just, I don't understand how he can shoot that way. Well, it's and crazy. The the box score from that. Oh yeah. Draymond Green had two points. Yes. Fifteen rebounds, twelve assists, yeah. six steals. Six steals. <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous. But that is also the problem with this NBA season that it's not very competitive. No. I am not interested in most games at all. Pelicans are garbage. Although I did, on a whim, watch Anthony Davis's fifty-nine point game, twenty rebounds. Yeah, I was just like, you know what? I, it was in Detroit. I'm like, I, th- I think about going to those games. I think about it. I never yeah, do. You never do. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. I have a feeling something big is going to happen this game. I get these. I have a power. I have power. Sure. Uh, and sure enough, it was. 59 point, get them to 60 at the end. Give me a break. Last night I tuned in for them versus uh, Houston. What a joke. The refs are the worst thing ever. Of course. This is why. But Charles Barkley, so on point saying the NBA is awful. It is awful. Golden State is amazing. The Spurs are amazing. I'm curious to see Cleveland in the playoffs. Other than that, maybe the Clippers OKC matchup against Golden State. I'm not interested in anything. Well, no. And the thing with uh, like Cleveland after they like just took that massive shit on David Blatt, yeah, right. And then uh, Tyron Lue is in there now. I mean, it would have been so amazing if Tyron Lue could coach against Luke Walton in the All Star game because that should have <laughs> happened. It should have been these former Laker teammates that have been from the bench who now are like are coaching the team. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it would have been incredible. But. Uh, but yeah, and, and Tyron Lue has has uh, they, their defense has been shit, and that's what he used to do on the team. So I don't understand what's going on with these guys. Yeah, they, and then like it's so boring that journalists are making up stories. So Stephen A. Smith, did you see the thing? He started a story that uh, Kyrie Irving hates Cleveland and he wants out. Oh, he yeah. just said this on his he show. And, he and LeBron hate each other out and- of nowhere. He didn't even say they. He just said he wants out, and like, where does this come from? Who knows? It's not. It's just him making it up. Maybe it's very weird how these storylines get started now because there's nothing to talk about. No, it's, and you listen to certain podcasts or radio shows, and the only thing they talk about is Golden State. Yeah, it, it's just crazy. Uh, two of my ultra bold predictions at the beginning of the NBA season where the Spurs would set, would break the bulls record. Right. Which they're close. If they lose one more game for the rest of the season, Oh, they'll tie it. If they win out the season, they'll beat it. Which the Spurs? Happen. Yeah. Right. I think they only have nine losses. Right. 
Warriors are going to beat it for sure. Probably, yes. I, for some reason, everyone was saying it's not going to happen. These last games are going to be... Well, I mean, like Curry didn't play. He hurt his ankle, and they still beat the Hawks. They're breaking the record. Right. They're amazing. Uh, and I admit, they are... They play basketball in such an entertaining way and not necessarily a selfish way either. Like there's a difference with uh, Steph's threes and his threes uh, and Durant and Westbrook's threes and James Harden's threes. But the amount of threes that he's hit this year, the record that he's going to set for that. Yes. And he hits them. Hubie Brown would love Steph Curry. Right. He shoots everything at such a high percentage that you know you're going to get a high percentage from this guy, night in and night out, three-point line, two-point line, free throws. The percentile, which he shoots, is insane. Hubie Brown loves percentiles. Sure. And Steph Curry is everything Hubie Brown loves. And I think I don't see how the Golden State can lose this. Maybe the Spurs. That's it. Yeah. But, but I mean, there's no reason... I guess it's interesting to watch some of the games down the stretch if they break the record. Other than that, I have no reason to watch, really. The one thing I also wanted to add about Anthony Davis's game, it's crazy that he doesn't do it all the time considering who his teammates are. That team is a disaster. It's, it's, it's him and I know Drew Holiday, and I don't know anybody else on that team. I have no idea who they are. Oh, I... See, that's the problem. I think they do have a good team, or did, and they have had a lot of injuries, but not to the extent that I think it's an excuse for Alvin Gentry. Like, Yeah, he's done a, a disaster. Nothing. I don't get it. Uh, and then like, their former coach, Monty Williams, his wife died. Right. And the, like, the team was pretty affected by that, especially Anthony Davis, I think. And it just... All I see is that people really liked Monty Williams, yeah. and I th- I don't think they they feel the same way about Alvin Gentry. I think it was a <clears throat> excuse me a really bad move getting rid of Monty Williams. How uh, they really liked him? How long is Davis signed for? He just signed for five years. Five in years. Season, okay. So, so what if he deal. regrets that? He might. But probably. Chris Paul's coming back, and probably not. Once the Clippers implode. Well, Blake Griffin situation we haven't talked yeah. about either. Yeah, yeah. He likes punching people. Yeah. Do, do they know why? Like, I don't like, look into the gossipy stuff. Um, Is it? I'm, I don't know. Maybe he was just criticizing him. I don't know. Very strange. Very strange. Yeah. I, I don't know how he didn't get traded, but I mean, I guess you're not going to get that much value back yeah. knowing that the, they got to get rid of the guy. Mm-hmm. So the Clippers are, Clippers are done. I, 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 I don't I don't think so. Really? No, no they're done. Uh, oh, they sorry. Don't even like, they don't even like playing with each other. If the, this is another reason why I'm so mad at the Pelicans, because my other ultra bold prediction right was Houston wouldn't make the playoffs, right? And it's so close to happening that if the Pelicans were half decent, that would have happened. And everyone was predicting them to win the West and all this stuff. Like this team's garbage. They were a fluke last year. I don't even know how they beat the the Clippers. It was, it was a disaster. And it almost happened. I, my ultra bold almost came through. Yeah, I feel bad for you. I really I, don't. <laughs> I don't, but don't, don't, I don't. wish that would have happened because I hate Houston. You, you like Houston? No. I, I just, you know, I'm kind of bummed out that it's like the NBA playoffs, you know, 
it's I love the NBA playoffs and I'm just I'm not at all excited about it really. No. I think maybe the trade deadline situation it's just it seems like a foregone conclusion that not a lot of teams could compete anyway. The draft's not that good, so it's just a dud of a year kind of. Yeah. And well, aside obviously from Golden State, which is incredible. And if it wasn't for them, who knows? Like super exciting games to watch though. Yeah. Charles Barkley, I just when he said the NBA is awful this year and Well he's uh, just said the NBA is awful for a few years. He is now. Ju- he is just the greatest. Yeah. And uh I love when he gets mad talking to Shaq and Kenny. Right. <laughs> when they because Chuck is always right. Do you still think LeBron is the greatest of all time? Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. I don't know how you can say that. Who's better? He didn't have to play in the same time as guys like Barkley and Matumbo and uh, Charles Oakley and uh, Patrick Ewing and uh, like Bill Lambeer or or Kevin McHale and Robert Parrish, like these guys would have beat the shit out of LeBron. That's the best thing about LeBron. They would have destroyed him. He's a beast. They would not have. Oh, my God. With elbows raining down on his head, he'd be a completely different player. Disagree. He's fearless. I I don't think he's... He is uh, not fearless. uh, My... It's not as clear-cut as I once thought it was between him and Jordan. Right. And Magic. I actually think Magic might be better than both of them, but... Potentially, yes. I think uh Carl Malone? Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are saying will Steph be the best ever? I don't know. It's interesting. I, just, I mean, this, the NBA is so different than how it used to be. Well, the biggest thing for it's, me is not physical like it used to be. That's not the difference for me. It's like some teams are so stacked now. Well, yes. And, and that's th- why there's, I, there's not a lot of parity in the league either. And that's why LeBron sticks out to me. Maybe not so much th- but he's made it to the finals on terrible teams too, just by his own will, kind of like the way Jordan did. And uh, like the the Warriors are so are so stacked and deep, it's ridiculous. So yes. I admit right now, Steph is the best by far in the NBA, but I want to see him on a team that isn't loaded, right? Because it is loaded. <laughs> but so, how do you think? Uh... How do you think the Lakers would be if Steph was the point guard? Hmm. I think they'd make the playoffs. I think he Steph Curry can easily get any team into the playoffs, I would say, on his own. Brooklyn? Uh, Philly? <laughs> I think so. Wow. I think so. Bold statements. Ultra bold. Ultra bold <laughs> statements. Anyway. it's uh, Yeah, it's kind of a dud, but... Whatever. We'll talk about the playoffs, though. We always do. Yeah. Right. Um, you never know. Hey, an injury or an upset with Golden State changes everything. Now, moving on to something that uh, you're probably going to be super excited about. I do want to talk about the upcoming, well, it's in September, but the, the World Cup of Hockey. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. The reason it's in the news right now is because uh, each of the eight teams... Um, announced their preliminary rosters. They still each have seven players left to pick. And they uh, uh, unveiled also 
the team uniforms. And I know you love talking about uniforms. Okay, yeah. So I do kind of want to talk about this. Um, Now, for those of you who don't know, the World Cup of Hockey is uh, happening September 17th to October 1st. Two-week tournament. Where is it this year? Eight teams. It's all in the Air Canada Centre in Toronto. Of course. course. We're the only country who would sell out every game. So uh, the eight teams are Team Canada, Team Czech Republic, Team USA, Team Finland, Team Russia, Team Sweden. Um, There's a Team Europe. That doesn't make any sense. Which is a pan-European roster of players from countries outside of the other European countries that have full teams. (laughs) This is So like Slovakia and Germany and Latvia That's not how World Cups work. Oh, no. It gets better. (laughs) The eighth team is Team North America, which is comprised of only North American hockey players under the age of 23. So this is all just a big money grab. Oh, yeah. And it's going to fail miserably because it's stupid. Now, I, I... I'm a Canadian who doesn't care that much about hockey. Right. I'm the exception to the rule. Do they always, is this the first world cup of hockey? Like this is not the first world cup of hockey, but this is the first time that they've done this. Okay. I thought like, this sounds very unfamiliar. I, think, I can't, me. I can't remember honestly when the last one was, it might've been 2004. Okay. It might've been the last world cup of hockey. Oh, like that long ago. I think so. I, I could be wrong. But I don't remember any other ones okay. because that's how important. Yeah, these it's uh, are. it sounds like a Canadian cash grab. Totally. Now, <laughs> can I see these uniforms already? You teased I, I will, me. I will show you in one second. Now, <laughs> before now, now I am a hockey fan. You know, I I watch hockey. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time with season tickets with the Bulldogs, so I saw a lot of young players over the last seven eight years when I had season tickets. Um, I used to watch uh, Niagara Ice Dogs games, and and now the current Hamilton Bulldogs junior hockey team. I watch them, so I know a lot of young players. I don't know any goaltenders who are under twenty three years old, and so I looked them up. I never heard of any of them, and they are not good goaltenders. So this team of all these young superstars is going to get destroyed because their goaltending is terrible. Sure, but the difference is. Canadians will pay to go to see oh, yeah. young, young Canadians play hockey. Of course. And young Americans are on this team as well. It's Team oh, right. North America. And yeah, it's, and I, I'm assuming it's all put on by the NHL. Like Sportsnet is carrying all the games. It's like a whole Rogers thing. It's at the ACC. It's just total cash grab. So they, they release the uniforms, and all the uniforms of the countries themselves. Are fine. I gotta see this Team North America and Team Euro. Uh, the Team Euro one is meh. The Team North America one is horrendous. Now, it's a black and white photo, unfortunately. But the Team North America jersey is black with orange lettering. Here's a picture of the uniforms. Hmm. Second from the left on the bottom is the Team North America. <laughs> that logo is awful. Awful. And uh, second from the right on the top is Team Europe. I like, uh, other than Team North America, 
I like a lot, all these jerseys. Well, the country ones are fine because they're they're classic logos. You know, I love the Suomi on the Finland. Yeah, and the team, but that Team North America, like it looks like something that the Avengers would be fighting against. Okay, a World Cup of Hockey jerseys. No. Team North America jersey. I got to see colors. I got to. I got to see this thing in color. You got to see it in color. <laughs> see. You look oh, like you're gonna vomit. Kind of like it. Oh no, you don't. <laughs> it's awful. Okay, but I, I admit it's awful. It has a gradient though, within the color. Not enough gradients in sports. Gradients. Yeah. What is that? Like right here. See how it starts red and there's a transition to orange, that color gradient? Right. Not a lot of things use gradients in yeah, sports. But uh, it's awful. Uh, admittedly awful, but I'm giving some props to the gradient use. Oh my God. I, I, I do like a good gradient. This is going to uh, be the worst thing ever. And it, like, I'm not even sure if a lot of people are going to watch it. I don't think because I don't think the ratings are going to be great. Because the NHL ratings in Canada right now are have been a huge disappointment. Yeah? Yes. I, I won't be watching it. I won't be watching it. It looks awful. Shame. Shame! We both watched a documentary. Yes, we did. And, the uh, Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Yeah, it's on iTunes. It's basically the resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you the backstory of this documentary. Um, Jake the Snake Roberts. Great wrestler. My for, favorite as a child. From the the nineteen eighties and into the nineties. Um always brought his his Python Damien to the ring and would unleash him on all his opponents. The DDT was his finishing move, one of the best finishing moves of that era. And just just a great overall look. He cut a great promo. But over the years, um his whole life has taken a massive turn for the worse because of uh, addictions to drugs and alcohol. And um, there's an unfortunate YouTube video out there of him appearing at uh, uh, an independent wrestling event a few years ago, uh, ballooned at like 350 pounds, completely intoxicated, and just, just embarrassing. Now this was in the the documentary. Yeah, they did show that. But they didn't. They allude to something. Was he like whipping his dick out or something? It's he sounded probably like he was, was exposing himself. He might, he might very well have been. Okay. But anyway, so <laughs> this story is um, uh, the money was put into this by a guy named Diamond Dallas Page, who was also a wrestler, um, probably one of the most popular wrestlers of the late nineties. He wrestled for WCW, and over the years, he's uh, developed a yoga program called DDP Yoga, and uh, sure has. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the whole point of thing. <laughs> and uh, he's actually, uh, um, a lot of current wrestlers use it now because it uh, it actually helps them stay not just in shape, but it uh, helps with some injuries. And, and guys like Chris Jericho, who are in their mid-40s, are still able to uh, perform very well as a, uh, a WWE superstar because of uh, this yoga program. So uh, Paige has some ties to uh, Jake Roberts uh, considers him uh, not only a friend but an idol and he kind of gets it this is this film was uh, his way of uh, of helping Jake get his life back together 
And so it starts off, uh, they kind of show up at Jake's little shack of a house, which is super uber depressing. It's like a trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't it depressing? A little, but I think like a movie, a movie like The Wrestler. Yeah, that's has, true. It's kind of revealed that as a, a reality for, you know, wh- what wrestlers become when the glory days are over. Or I don't want to say that they're taken advantage of in their prime, but just the world has not been kind to wrestlers after their glory days. Right. And, um, you know, just trying to, uh, get him on board and trying to get his life back together. And, you know, like he's at the start, you know, he's sort of hesitant, but, uh, he's, you know, like just, there are shots of him, like just from that first day trying to do some of these yoga positions and yeah. the guy can barely even balance himself and, and do like not even a full squad, like a lunge. He can't even do that. He can't lean forward. No. No, he's just such in horrible, horrible shape. And uh, so the the idea is to get him to uh, – he starts doing the program and he's following the diet and um, he starts losing weight, but then he falls off the wagon and then they move him out to Atlanta to live with him to keep him on the program. And the goal uh, at the end of this whole thing is that uh, Jake wants to be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble the following year. And mm-hmm. that's kind of his thing because that's – Something that the the Royal Rumble always has that pay per view event always has like some older stars making surprise returns and getting into this uh, match because it's not very physical. No, right? It's basic. The best thing about the Royal Rumble is people entering the ring. Well, sure, absolutely. That <laughs> is the best part it's, about it. It's a thirty entrance musics in a row or surprises. Yes. So yeah, and uh, you know, and it it just. Uh, it's kind of just follows him and uh, him trying to uh, lose all this weight and get back into shape and, and get off and kick the booze and kick the drugs. And uh, um, it it turns into them bringing in another former wrestler into the house, a guy by the name of Scott Hall, who was famous in the 90s as a guy named Razor Ramon in the WWF at the time. Great character. Mm-hmm. Outstanding promos. And... Uh, like that's 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 basically the movie is their journey um uh of kicking their addictions and uh getting themselves back into like a a healthy environment uh, away from all that stuff and uh you know losing weight and eating properly and stuff and it's kind of you know it's a, it's a feel good documentary yes uh, because the end result of it is unfortunately you know, Jake does not get to enter the Rumble, but he does make a surprise appearance at uh, at a special episode of Raw at the end, and uh, and he also ends up getting inducted into the Hall of Fame as well. Does Scott Hall in that same mm-hmm. year? They both are welcome back into the WWE family. So this, you know, it's kind of a it's a nice story to see their journey and you know their mishaps along the way and all their successes. Yeah, I uh I think at times I really would have not liked this movie. Right. I think I I was in the mood for something inspirational or positive. I don't know why. Right. Sometimes my cynical heart uh warms up. So you got temporarily. you got what you wanted. Uh I I don't think it was amazing. I right. think it doesn't delve too far into the addiction. Right. And I'm still not convinced by the end of the movie that 
those addictions have been kicked more, okay. more than temporarily. But that's kind of what the movie is about, the constant struggle, and uh, you never really kick it. It's a, like a struggle every day, and it gets into that. And I think it, it does portray everyone in a very realistic light. It's not, yes. it, it's not always flattering, and uh, it reveals a lot of, I would say, uh, insecurities that Jake the Snake has. Sure, like, yeah. When he was teasing about his hair and he kind of freaks out and I don't know, it, it's, it, it just kind of just docu, it's a documentary of them in this house trying to beat this stuff. And it might've been a little long. Like I think it was a little repetitive in the, in the middle, right? like showing a few re relapses and it, it kind of hits the same notes a few times. But overall, I, I thought it was pretty good. He gets reunited with his family. Yeah, I, I, I think I was. It's a little. There's not a lot of huge twists or anything. Right. Like, like there's like some documentaries you watch, and there's a moment like you think you know how this is going to play out, and there's a huge change or right. an a story element that you might have never seen coming, and this kind of plays out as you'd expect and. Uh, I was always a Jake the Snake fan, so that initially made it watchable for me. And uh, I, uh, I thought it was pretty good. Right. I, I, I don't have a ton to say about it. It's, it is what you'd think it is. I'd say it's a little heavy on the promotion for DDP yoga. There, everyone is wearing a shirt in it. Yeah. All constantly for DDP yoga, which. Would also be a great podcast sponsor, by the way. Sponsor <laughs> DDP Yoga. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's not that offensive to me. It's like They don't have a lot, a lot of money. So if they're getting right. t-shirts and I, I, I could see a totally non-intentional uh, thing where it's like, yeah, take these shirts, do whatever. And they, those are actually the shirts they wear every day. It's not them actively promoting the product right. all the time. It's just, they have these shirts and I mean, you see them wear the same Frank Zappa shirt four times. Like they, these are real people who don't, you know, change their wardrobe every day. It's you get used to what they're like and what it must be like living with them all the time and the highs and the lows. And I do think like there is a side to D like DDP is, he is a uh, an endearing person in this. Like he seems like he genuinely cares, and sure it does seem that way. Yeah, yes. I, th I think uh, it gets a little heavy at times. Which I mean, these are heavy topics. So, uh, it was an interesting peek into this weird arrangement, I guess, or yes. <laughs> living arrangement. It's the kind end. of a reality What's... show. It's like Biggest Losers slash Celebrity Rehab. Like all these elements in one house of wrestling superstars. The, uh, what are the, it's the the accountability crib. Is that the what they accountability call it? crib? Yes, that's <laughs> that's it. Was this ever another TV show, or was it part of anything on no, WWE no, Network? This no. is all its own. Yeah, it uh, it wasn't. Uh, they submitted it to <laughs> Sundance, and I think it played there. Mm -hmm. But it uh, that's about it, though. Um, but. Uh, there were a couple of, like the, the the biggest shock that I got was uh was when they introduced Scott Hall into yeah. it and he's in the wheelchair. Yeah, because we know 
I had no idea what he was like. No, neither did and I. And you hear his voice, and I'm picturing Razor Ramon. Oh, yeah. Like, hammered. Like, <laughs> I feel, like, all, I feel like the bad guy's going to walk in, and... Uh, and, and he's just a mess. Yeah, and it's... And it's, like, it's interesting to see his story where he kind of gets himself together pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and Jake, for whatever reason, and they talk about this in the movie that it's just much tougher for him. He cannot yeah. get past it for some reason. I think so. my, uh, my favorite scene is when, uh, they're trying to get Jake to take his pills and he doesn't want to. And so like to, to prove it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and he, Drinks the thing and Shows he sticks it. his tongue out. But in the in the slow mo replay, you can see him spitting the pill out. As it, and yeah. like, what a performer! Like the guy knows that camera's there. You know. Oh, he like it can show how manipulative he can. Oh, be. Oh yeah, and like he is kind of a good actor. Oh yeah. Even when they show they show that scene of him doing like some acting work, I thought he was pretty good. Oh right, because he's in that one movie. That, yeah, right, the guy, right, right. I don't. I've never seen the movie, but that take looked. Yeah. Compared to the kid he was acting with, he was a million times better. Like that kid was terrible. But you also see him later in the movie try to sell like this disappointment and about not getting in the rumble. Oh yeah. He he is a pretty good actor. Yeah. Like he is he is, I wish I would have talked a bit more about his WWE persona. Now there has been another WWE Jake the Snake movie DVD thing. Right. And he was in Beyond the Mat. So the film might be assuming this movie is, I'm assuming, made mostly for wrestling fans. So I, I would say so, they would yes. be familiar with a lot of that history. Yeah. Uh, it's not targeted to a. I wouldn't say it's not for a mass audience, but I, I feel like wrestling fans are the ones that are going to watch this. He 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 did not come across come across great and beyond the mat, and yeah. so like you kind of saw his reluctance to wanting to do this one. But to be fair, he lets them. He lets them show at the beginning. They are not showing him in a flattering manner. No, at all. even how they s set him up for an interview is like his shirts riding halfway oh, yeah. up. But like that's where I was like, you you don't have to make him look awful. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't have to go out of your way. They probably to, said that you know, like we're we're gonna do this and we're just gonna sit him down and talk and just that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. And he probably sat down and his shirt kind of rode up and they're like, well, we could. Pull it down, or it's just, <laughs> well, you shoot just it, or you frame him above. Yeah, it, it was oddly framed, like it, right. Either way, uh, yeah, it was. It, I guess it was better than I thought it was going to be. I was. Like, what the, what the hell was that? What was that? <laughs> it was your phone? Yeah, it was, was it vibrating? And it fell off the counter because it moved. I, no, I don't know what it freaked me out. That did. You were really startled there. <laughs> I wish we had video of this podcast. I I like you know I don't like jumpy stuff. No, you I, do not. And there you go. You saw it. Yeah, you were terrified. There. <laughs> That's a stretch. Is a soil in your pants? Yes, not from that. Though. Oh, okay. Uh it was uh it was pretty good. I, I don't know. I I feel like it's uh, not a movie that I would go out out of my way to beat up on, or I think its intentions are. I mean, I watched it because, you know, I watched that stuff and uh, I knew you were a fan of Jake, yeah. Jake Roberts. So. I think it's pretty genuine. I I could have dealt more with maybe I like them breaking down his persona as being like strangely calm. Like right. that was the scary thing about him. And well, he, he was looking back on it, a very unique character. 
in the absolutely. Like he, he he just has kind of an average Build, body, just tall and lanky, Ca- like just calm and weird. Yeah. And the, the gimmick of a snake, which the mustache is, and is the, great. Yeah. the long hair it looks like my dad. Yeah, <laughs> so looks like a lot of people's dads. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I'm like it's like a one point. One, two, five balls. No, oh my God. Two balls. <laughs> no, definitely Come not two on. balls. Two balls. It's not, it's, not, I can't he give saved it. Saved his life. I can't give it one and a half balls. Oh my God. Out of two. That's disappointing. Okay. One and a half balls. More like 1.125 balls. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty good. Well, I'm glad you, you know, you didn't hate it. I'd much rather watch this than the Kobe documentary any day of the week. Well, well, fair enough. So if you're a wrestling fan in the 80s or the 90s or even now, you should check it out. It's on iTunes. and it's Google Play. It's out there for you to see. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Balls around the world. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready for that trip? Big time. All right. Uh, I got uh, three stories here. Okay. Uh, one, a little less about sports, more about fitness. Because we've been talking about DDP yoga, right? You know, a fitness program. If you really want to uh, lose weight and, 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 and exercise, you know, you can uh, can buy one of those programs that uh, that they sell online or on TV. Uh, you know, do any of those workouts. I did the Insanity workout. You could do P90X, whatever you choose. But there's a new workout uh, created by a, a guy from Portland, Oregon. Please tell me it's eating copious amounts of pizza. It is not. Oh, fuck. I thought I had a new workout. He's got an exercise routine that anybody can do. It's the air guitar workout. Hmm. Charles Muir has been doing air guitar for years, uh, but realized recently that there are some physical benefits. Uh, talks, uh, growing up, I was obsessed with uh, Pete Townsend of The Who and used to imitate his windmill moves. Uh, and that led to this awakening. There's a lot of exercises in the movements that you use in uh, air guitar. Now, clearly, you really have to be into air guitar to be able to get this kind of a workout. But if you maintain the shape of that guitar while you're moving around, um, for example, when he shreds to Van Halen's Everybody Wants Some, he works his legs, his core, <laughs> his posterior chain, and grip strength. He does lawnmower pulls with his strums, wood choppers when he whips his air guitar across his body, sumo squats, Jefferson deadlifts, off-the-couch depth jumps, medicine ball slams when he smashes his air guitar like Pete Townsend, and neck work when he's headbanging. Can I, can I see the photo here? Sure. Uh, this is an impressive workout. Uh, oh, look at that. <laughs> nice little costume <laughs> from Charles. Uh, <laughs> is that the Beethoven air guitar? I feel like he's doing that one to... Uh, Play with me by extreme. Could very well be. Uh, yeah, interesting. I don't know if it's the workout for me <laughs> necessarily. Uh, I will say, put out a word of warning. Sure. I I had injured myself once doing. 
I guess not air guitar, but like oh. karaoke while doing. I think I've heard this yeah, story. Yeah, doing Wind of Change by the Scorpions. Yeah, yeah. So it's not injury proof. Like no, only, no, you got to be, you got to warm up. Only do approach your this first. Do DDP yoga. Right. Get your get your limbs and your muscles ready to go and get get, get limber. Limber. Sure. Then move get on loose. To, to air guitar workout. Air guitar workout. Now, um, you know, uh, you mentioned uh, copious amounts of pizza. <laughs> And uh, the opposite of working out is uh, eating poorly. Copious and yes. of pizza. And uh, we've discussed in the past uh, some of our favorite uh, ballpark foods. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, spring training is once again upon us, the baseball season is getting revved up and it's raring to go. The single, double, and triple A ballparks are once again releasing their new menus. Hmm. So I have four items from uh, a ball club called the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. I love the name. I knew you would love that name. <laughs> Do we have a logo? I'll look it up. Keep going. It's a pretty good logo. Well, the uh, chef, Tim Hansen, is, uh, they have a chef here, by the way, has uh, created four brand new concoctions. One of them is a pizza burger, which is a uh, a meat lover's DiGiorno pizza cut in half and used as a bun for a cheese for a giant cheeseburger. I've had that before. <laughs> I'm sure you have. No, and, uh, there was like I went on a a cruise before and my cousin my cousin worked on the cruise ship and that was like the the in meal for the staff. Oh, okay. Like that was like the initiation. You had to have a He's created a uh, a uh, a, cheese, a bacon cheeseburger where the bun is grilled cheese sandwiches. I do love grilled cheese. Uh, and he's created a spicy version of that uh, sandwich with uh, uh, sliced jalapenos and hot sauce with uh, Monterey Jack cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the granddaddy of them all is the big mother funnel burger. Funnel cake bun? Oh, yeah. It's uh, cost you twenty bucks. It's thirty five hundred calories. Uh, it's two funnel cakes dusted with powdered sugar, a one pound burger, eight slices of bacon, a half pound of cheese, and it's topped with lettuce. <laughs> it's a half pound of bacon that eight slices. Eight slices. One pound of one half pound, pound burger. Of cheese. Half pound of cheese. Eight slices of bacon and two funnel cakes as your bun. Yeah, I still think for the twenty bucks, I, I'm just gonna get a couple dogs and a beer. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I, I you know, but it's fun. I'd like you a know, bite. Sure, you know, we'll I don't, don't want to eat a whole one. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. Did you look at the logo? Yeah, it, it's interesting. Not crazy about the font, but I believe they're a uh, they're part of the Milwaukee Brewers. I like the cartoon snake. the The font of Rattlers is. Very similar to a haunted house you might see on Clifton Hill. Sure. Not crazy about it. Um, the last story is a, is a story from the pitch. There always is one, isn't there? A little footy story for you. They're cuckoo. Manchester United. Now, you're aware uh, the kits that the uh, these players wear have logos all over them. 
They're all sponsored, these soccer jerseys for us North Americans, covered in different logos. Uh, well, Manchester United has uh, 22 official partners listed on their web- website. Um, they're associated with uh, a beer. They're associated with uh, leisure headwear, paint, wine, noodles. They have an official noodle sponsor. But now Manchester United has uh, has a new deal uh, with Yanmar, which is a Japanese company uh, that makes tractors. So there's now a Manchester United collaboration tractor. That it, isn't that crazy to me. That's not that crazy to you. No, like in England and Scotland, there's fields everywhere. Like it's a huge farming community. I would think tractors. Are a necessity out there, out there. But Yanmar is a tractor company that makes tractors mostly in Thailand. That's the most important market for Yanmar, Thailand. Well, now I'm confused. Yeah. So now the those people in Thailand who are using tractors, well, let can me now have the Manchester United logo on their tractor. Well, let let me put it this way: whether it's a gimmick, whatever you want to call it. I wasn't aware of Yanmar tractors before today. That's true. And now I am. But do do footy teams really need an agricultural vehicle partner? That's what makes it so effective. <laughs> <laughs> now I know about Yanmar tractors. I couldn't have told you the difference between a Yanmar and a John Deere this morning. Can you now? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, well, wow. I probably could have because the John Deere would be green. It would be green and not red. Yanmar. Gotta love the Yanmar. <laughs> so that's our trip around the world today. Shaking it up. Instead of your traditional funny sports stories, I gave us something a little different this time. It's episode 20. It's special. <laughs> We're the XX right now. That's true. How do you feel about that? Double X. It's my size. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I didn't even think about it. There you are. Sack time. Give it got a me. question for us. Got some comments for us. You can email us, balljunkpodcast at gmail.com, or you can uh, send us a tweet on the Twitter, uh, The Gas Man Lives. You can uh, send one to Frank at Dirty Frank, three hours and dirty, or just send one right to our uh, Twitter account for Balljunk. Balljunk Ball Podcast. Junk, Ball Junk Podcast. Pretty simple. Uh, so are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. First one comes from Ryan in St. Louis. Hey fellas. Hi Ryan. I'm a very sad St. Louis Rams fan. I suppose I would like to hear what you have to say about the NFL giving both San Diego and Oakland $300 million for their non-existent stadium projects while 300 million to St. Louis, the only city of the three with an actionable stadium plan as fundamentally inconsistent with NFL policy. But my real question is, if you were in my position, would you continue to root for the LA Rams? If not, who should I root for? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> yeah, that is a predicament. feel bad for uh, St. Louis Rams fans. I mean, the team had been there for, what, 20 years? Uh, 17, I think. Okay. So, whatever. Oh, no, longer than that. Yeah, 20. 20, XX. Uh, now, 
if I, I put myself in the same situation, if the Bills moved to L.A., let's say there was a Bills that this happened to. Yes. There's not a chance in hell I would cheer for the Bills. The Los Angeles Bills? But I would be moving right What if the- it was the L.A. Dollar Bills? Oh, Dollar Bill. I love Dollar Bill. <laughs> I know you love Dollar Bill. Oh, my God. We didn't talk about the Condor either. Right. No, we did not. <laughs> I love we'll, we'll another get, bird. We'll unique get back bird. To that. Sure. Uh, I would move right on to Cleveland. Okay. I would go to Cleveland's my team. Sure. The Browns. Because it's the next closest? Yes. And I think it. Uh, I like losers, obviously. Sure. But I don't like. I wouldn't switch to a winner necessarily, I don't think. LA Dollar I, Bills. <laughs> I'd want to be with a team. You, you can't jump onto like a. You, I couldn't go from this team to. I would never go to the Patriots, but a great team. Sure. Not Or Steelers. Can do it. Although I do like Pittsburgh. Would you join me with the Dolphins? Never. never. <laughs> Pittsburgh, I would consider, but I wouldn't because they're too good or they're. A franchise is too storied. The Browns are a mess, so you would and I go w- there. I like associating myself with mess. You love a nice mess. And it's close. So that's what I do. Uh, so I'm trying to look at the map here. Who for, should. For St. Louis World. So Missouri. What's St. Louis close to? Um, Let me see. It's close to Cincinnati. Is it close to Cincinnati? No. Who do, who do the. Who do the uh, Who's the big rivalry for the Cardinals? I think it's Cincinnati. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't think he's going to go there. I mean, I guess Chicago is not that close, but closer than Milwaukee. Uh, Kansas City just won, so you can't switch to Kansas City. We're we're talking football. Oh, yeah, shit. I'm retarded. I keep thinking. Well, could he could he go to the Chiefs? They're in the same state, right? I'd go Chiefs. Yeah, I think he kind of. I mean, they don't really have a big rivalry between the Rams and the Chiefs, did they? I'd go Chiefs. You got Andy Reid. Yeah. Let me see the driving distance here. Um, do you have any issue with uh, the NFL not giving them the money, but being okay with San, uh, San Diego and Oakland getting money? Uh, they clearly really want a team in Los Angeles. So, yes. uh, about three and a half hours to Arrowhead. That's the same distance from here to Cleveland. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what you'd got to do. Good stadium though. Arrowhead. It's nice. Andy Reid. That's, yeah. that's it. You need Andy Reid in your life or just boycott football completely. You could do that too. I would be pissed. Yeah, but I feel bad for St. Louis Rams fans. So it do sucks. I. Sucks to lose your team, especially to Los Angeles. Yeah, LA Dollar Bill. <laughs> you love it. You'd be tempted. You'd think about it long and hard. Getting wiggy with it. This is a email from Kenny from Colorado. What does the king of comedy? That's you. Think about. <laughs> Kristen Wiig's impersonations of sports figures, Peyton Manning and Michael Jordan on The Tonight Show. I love them. You Do you? Yeah, I love Kristen Wiig. Uh, she seems to uh, just do that now. She doesn't really come on to promote anything for yeah. herself well, anymore. Well, I know at one point she was the Khaleesi too on yeah. something. And 
for Game of Thrones, right? It's fun to see, she her her bit is she makes up things about sports and that she doesn't know anything about them while yeah. she's playing these characters, and I think it's pretty funny. It's usually pretty funny. Love Kristen Wiig. She's very talented. Thanks, Kenny. I haven't seen the Michael Jordan one though. No, you haven't. No, it's on YouTube. I like that. Uh, email from uh, Nathan from Missouri. It's two questions. First one, Summer Olympics is not too far away. It's in Rio, right? Yeah, that's weird. I... It's the summer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch Usain Bolt run because I know where he went to high school. You, you have purple fever. Purple. Purple <laughs> fever. Uh, what sport not in the Olympics would you like to see in it? Hmm. Bowling? Is bowling in it? I don't know. Bowling. I hope it's, if it's in it, I apologize, but bowling. Darts? Toe wrestling? (laughs) (laughs) Toe wrestling. What was the other wrestling last time? Was it? Was it the weird thumb thumb? wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. There's some good ones we've had. What was the, (laughs) the cheese balling or something? Oh, the the cheese roll. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sending the wheel of cheese down the big hill. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones. Oh, yeah. But toe wrestling. I'm going to go bowling your darts. <laughs> it's a toe wrestling. <laughs> Number two, drugs and sports. My opinion is to let them take them. Officials will always be playing catch up with drug tests. Sports are just a form of entertainment. So juice up and hit those home runs. Agree or disagree? I agree. Let them take whatever they want to take. Do you have any drugs that should be banned? I don't think so. Cocaine? No. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Do we take away all the Edmonton Oilers championships? They probably did a lot of cocaine. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I I don't think it's that big a deal. I I agree with pretty much exactly what uh, Nathan said. They're going to find ways to take stuff like that anyway or... It just complicates everything. If uh, toe wrestling became an Olympic sport, Dr. Scholl would be out of business, I think. His yeah. foot powder would probably be illegal. And to add to that, I think it becomes obvious who does use them. And they people just talk about that anyway. So they'll always... It's not like if you don't uh, disallow it, that people still won't say, this person's obviously using drugs or... Whatever, it'll still affect their legacy or how people view them. That's true. I was pretty excited when Mark McGuire was hitting all those home runs. Me too. That was fun. <laughs> I would think it would be fantastic if uh, Jose Bautista failed a drug test. My, what's, what's, I'm assuming we both have the biggest, same biggest fear. If Cal Ripken was ever exposed. That would have been bad. But really, I mean... Uh, I think the only thing that he could be exposed of is being like not fully human, like <laughs> six million dollar man type person. Okay. That's about it. Maybe yeah, I'm just prepping for the worst one day. Well, I mean, like you know, Cal got a lot of hits, you know, but you know, he wasn't overly fast. You know, he didn't have like too much power. You know, yeah, he, he was just Cal. But that's how you fool everyone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, but play a lot. But he's a great color commentator. 
tater. My favorite. Uh, all right. Uh, I got some uh, Twitter questions here. Mitch uh, from at MitchBD13. What are you guys... What are you what guys? Are you guys doing what tonight? Are you, <laughs> what are you guys' thoughts on NBA All Star Weekend? We already talked about amazing. that. What are your fave dunk contest and in-game dunks of all time? Well, that might have been my favorite dunk contest. Hmm. Trying to think of the, my favorites. I I know which ones I hate, like the Kia jumping over the car, Blake right, Griffin, right, right, right. Uh, the Superman one with Dwight Howard. Well, the one where he did put the sticker of his face on the top of the backboard was kind of funny. Yeah, I guess. I liked the, was it Jeff, which green? Was it Jeff Green? No. Could have been Jeff Green. One of the greens who did the uh, the birthday cake, the cupcake, blowing it out and dunking. That was very good. Uh, Spud Webb's dunks were amazing. They were awesome dunks, and he's... Two yeah. or three feet off the ground. Like that to me is the most impressive. Vince putting the forearm in the net was pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I mean, the. Oh, the, we didn't talk about the huge failure of Steve Nash. Yeah, really? What happened contest. to that guy? Come on. That was terrible. All he talks about is soccer, this, yeah, soccer, that. You can't, even do, you can't even nail it? What um, an embarrassment. That was, that was also the great thing about that is that uh, um, most of the dunks were done on the first try. Yeah. There oh, wasn't yeah. a lot of redos. And when they were, it was usually the the toss. You know, the, like the actual physical dunk was rarely ever missed. And I, that, that, that made it a lot better. I got to say, I think it was the best. Yeah, I think so too. In-game, do you have any favorite in-game dunks? I mean, a lot of Shaq's dunks were great. Like they just talked the about this on the uh, JJ Reddick podcast. And they had some good examples I like any time you break the net, break the backboard, break the whole physical thing. I like those. Not NBA, Shattering the but glass. was there the one of, was it Vince Carter who dunked on Yao Ming at the Olympics? Right. That was, that was very pretty good. good. Yeah, when you jump over tall people, I mean, every dunk against Sean Bradley was great because mm. he was useless. Good question. Uh, there's another one from Adam. He's at Mr. Bolex. Cam Newton walks out of his. Uh, we, oh, we didn't talk about this. Cam Newton walks out of his Super Bowl post game interview because he was put in the same room and with an earshot of Bronco players talking smack about their domination of him. Was he in the wrong to leave? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I thought it was a little. Unfortunately, that's part childish. of part of your job now as well, a professional athlete is to talk to the media. That's part of the gig to get paid millions of dollars, and when you lose. You need to answer questions. That's part of the thing. When things were going well, there were never any Never problems. any problems, no. And to be fair, I'm fine with him not being happy about winning. Yeah. I, that doesn't bother me. He doesn't have to. You know, and it's not like he stepped off the field and they've got mics in his face. He yeah. went to the locker room. He showered, you know. It's kind of the same thing like when um, USC fighters, you know, they don't go in front of the media right after they get knocked out. You know, they have the the one guy. In the octagon talking to both guys, you know, who works for the UFC. But when they go talk to the media, whether it's, you know, Bleacher Report or whatever, you know, it's afterwards. Yeah, obviously it was a big deal right after the Super Bowl. But when we talked about the Super Bowl, I had already forgotten about it. It's not like it's 
deeply offensive to me no. here. I, I mean, I really don't care ultimately, but it's part of your job. He probably should have just stuck it out. And yeah. Whatever. That's kind of the thing. Um, and our last one, uh, from Michael K at Mike Mike's Mike M E I X Mike Mike's M E I X. Is that Mike's Mike Mike's Mike Mike's Mike Mike's uh, biggest disappointments of the NBA season. The Pelicans, obviously. Yep. Uh, the the Bucks. Yep. Not being very good. Yep. Um, Players or just teams or. I'm disappointed that Luke Walton gets no credit for those wins. They all go to Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. I thought Washington was going to be really good. Yeah. They could have been a team that competed with Cleveland. My biggest point was not being able to see Luke Walton versus Tyron Lue. <laughs> I am glad that the Raptors are doing very good, though. They are in a position where they can win the East. They could. They probably won't. I would not. I did not see that coming. No, no. They're a lot better. That uh, that dude, he builds a good team. Yeah. Masai. Yep. The other disappointments... Lack of trades at the trade deadline. Yeah, that was disappointing. I would have loved to have seen Bogey get traded. Just not a lot of uh, excitement, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's a bummer, man. So when, when the Lakers win the lottery. Could happen. Are you going to be excited? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I'm uh. What's the other major disappointment? I feel like there is one that I'm missing. Who else is shit? Who else is a complete piece of garbage? I can't remember. I will not include the Clippers mascot. I love it. He is the, the, uh, condor. the condor. Great bird. Underrated bird. True. Good bird. I don't understand how it fits, but California condors. It's like a, they're a big deal in California. Might okay. even be the state bird, like the pelican is to Louisiana. And the panther to Florida. Sure. It's a real thing. Florida yeah. panthers. Yeah, it's not a bird, though. No. <laughs> but Still, I, same I, thing. I know it's a laughing stock, but I just don't see it. I kind of like it. Better than. Uh... Let the me, Pelicans mascot. Now, in theory, I like it. I've only looked at pictures a couple times, so maybe I need to... Uh, We're going to have to link a lot of photos to this podcast. Maybe I need to take another look at the picture to make sure I'm not force Clipper. You don't like it? Uh, I, you know, I do like it. Okay. I think it's a... Uh, oh, I, I hadn't even seen the picture of the... I hadn't noticed that he has a... A helmet on, kind of like he's evil Knievel with like the California state flag on it and some of these things too. I'm down. I'm down with a condor. Okay. Unpopular opinion. Hot, right. hot take. I like the condor. Ultra bold prediction. <laughs> Best mascot in the NBA. In two years time. Yeah. He will be. <laughs> in five years time, the California condor mascot will be cherished. Much like the hateful eight. What if the California condor becomes extinct? I don't want to think about okay. that. Okay. Uh, thanks for all of your uh, questions and tweets. 
Really appreciate that. Uh, you can always uh, send your emails and comments to balljunkpodcast at gmail.com. Send us the messages on Twitter at balljunkpodcast, at the gas man lives, at dirty frank, three R's in dirty. Are you ready for the gas pedal? Give it to me. <laughs> Hike your legs up in the air. I'm going to step on your groin. Ready? The Baltimore Orioles have banned pies to the face on a scale of one to ten. How much do you love that this happened so often that it had to become a team rule? I think it's a travesty that they've banned <laughs> pies. An exhibition tennis match in Brazil used stray dogs from a shelter as bulldogs. Great idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was That's brilliant. Yes. Uh, they'll be covered in slobber, but it's okay. Uh, Anthony Bennett was weighed by the Toronto Raptors. Could he be the worst ever number one draft pick? Possibly. I thought initially you said Wade. Anthony Bennett. Waved. I thought they weighed him. Oh, they waved. <laughs> waved. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, he could be. Chad Owens leaving the Toronto Argonauts and joining the Hamilton Tiger Cats is the CFL version of Hall and Nash jumping ship from WWE to WCW. Good comparison. Don't know who Chad Owens is. <laughs> I cannot adequately uh, process that statement. So, no. Scott Gomez got another chance to play in the NHL when he signed with the Ottawa Senators. Will this guy ever retire? No. Never. UFC bantamweight Ronda Rousey will start shooting and star in a remake of Patrick Swayze's Roadhouse soon. I forgot about that. Will this be a disaster? No. (laughs) I can't wait. With all of the changes made between the Bills and the Dolphins, who will have the better record next season? <laughs> the Bills. <laughs> By two games. Two games? Yeah. I'm going to go three. Okay. Because the Dolphins are going to be bad. All right. That's it for the show. Thanks for taking that gas pedal like a champ. My pleasure. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and rate our podcast on iTunes. We'll be back with episode 21 quicker than you know it. Thanks for listening. Puff!